On Chapter 79 of Jeff and Julie Move to France During a Global Pandemic, we have a Paris Olympic 24 update for you. And we'll look into a very unique, cool performance venue right in our own backyard. It's called La Machine. Uh, okay, for starters, uh, you won't be seeing us in, in bee suits this week. We tried. Yeah. We put in best efforts. Yeah. But it's uh, apparently too warm right now to um, be able to do this experience, so we're going to have to wait a little while. I know you. what you were thinking. You were thinking, oh, you went there and it was exceptionally closed. No, <laughs> no. that wasn't the case. They actually did take the time to get back to us and mm-hmm. say, you know, sorry. Yeah. So it's in the schedule for the fall. Yeah. And they, I guess, typically shut right down during the heat of August. Yeah, it's not it's not healthy for the the bees. So that you know, it's all about making sure that they're well taken care of and in perfect condition. Yeah, so uh, we'll look forward to to doing that and donning the bee suits in uh, in September. Always something to do here. You know, there's always something to do. There is. It's amazing. Yeah. So uh, we'll move that along. Um, <laughs> okay. I. I had a, a French fail. I, I, you know, I'm doing my best here, but I had a major French fail. Actually, we have a couple of uh, checkout stories. Uh, we'll just start with that before we get into uh, the meat of the show today. But <laughs> so we needed some uh, sliced bread for, uh, for what, what did we need that for again? Well, we we were running out of our, our brown bread for toast. Oh, yeah, right. And so we, we thought, well, we're going to the bakery anyway to get a baguette. Yeah. Why don't we get a loaf of sliced brown bread? So I was, uh, you know, it, when, when there's something that's uh, new, a new word for me, I try and go over it with Julie before I go to the... <laughs> Before I go to the store, and uh, so the word is tranché. 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 Pain de pran, uh, tranché. Pain tranché. Oh, just okay. Bread is pain. Sliced bread. Yeah. So pain tranché. That's it. That's all I had to remember. Simple. Baguette, s'il vous plaît, et aussi pain tranché. That's all I had to remember. But what did you say instead? I said uh, j'aimerais uh, du pain. <laughs> maybe you could uh maybe... is a floor right so when i said <laughs> uh j'aimerais du pain plancher quoi <laughs> it was like what what are you asking you moron english big dog oh. oh but you came home with the right thing so you worked it out well, right when I said planche and saw the look on her face, what, you want bread from the floor? Uh, <laughs> then I realized, oh, it's tranche. So I, I quickly corrected myself, much to the delight of the 10 or 12 people who heard me say <laughs> planche behind me and were snickering. Uh, we love the English, the English. Oh, brother. But anyway, I'm trying, right? I'm trying, and it's just sometimes little setbacks. But I, I don't... I mean, I could easily take it very personally and be all upset about it. No, you it can't get you can't get mad at yourself. You're trying. I'm trying. Yeah, so it was good, and you brought back the right thing, as I said. So. And what was your thing? You were at a checkout, and yeah, it was a checkout at one of the big superstores, and and 
I, I'd never met this clerk. And she had this thing where she was commenting on the items that she was scanning and putting through. Like, oh, yeah, that's good with mayonnaise. Oh, yeah, we, I had some last night. Oh, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it was just like. Oh, amoxicillin. Oh, that's what I use for all when I have the trots. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. That really, that'll really bind you up. It was really, it was really funny. And I, I thought to myself, I wonder, like, if she missed the training class, because I don't think, <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to comment on, on the client's, you know, items. Hey, these diapers for you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it made me smile and she was lovely. So, well. <laughs> but she, but she was like, oh, chutney sauce. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you could put that on. Oh, just ring me up already. <laughs> <laughs> and she was doing it fast too. And like it talking. wasn't it wasn't slowing her down. Like she was a machine. She She's was like a, a machine. <laughs> uh, she was a machine. Was it sort of like a, a Rain Man thing, kind of like with the comments? Uh, no, like, just trying to be friendly, like oh, okay, overly okay. friendly. Overly. Yeah, and yeah, busy. sharing, sharing, yeah. big sharer. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, um, it was an interesting <laughs> experience. Glad that wasn't me. I, I don't know. Would you have said something? Well, I first first of all, I wouldn't have known what she was saying, so that that would be good in that case. <laughs> that'd be that'd be one one yeah, time that where that's a, a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd just be going, we, oh but, we, okay, oh ben we, <laughs> oh bien sûr. Okay, but let's just say you were checking out in an English grocery grocery store, and that happened. Would you say something? Well. well if it was a couple of times, but if it's every item, at some point I'd say, all right. No, no, she skipped some. Oh, okay. You can't do like, you know, 50 items, but yeah, it was pretty consistent. Yeah, no, like at some point I, I would probably be a smart ass and say, so really missed your calling on play by play, huh? <laughs> Holy, I don't know. I, you know, it, it, it like you say, it's, it's just a, it's a bit of an overshare, as they say. Yeah. Anyway. The kids say. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, and anyway, um, everything got back packed in the car and okay. came home and we're good. So there are checkout stories. Hey, we did a really cool thing uh, last night, and we met uh, Didier, uh, who runs La Machine. <laughs> this is the coolest thing. I mean, we don't. You know, the closest thing that I honestly, the closest thing to what we experienced last night was our band back in Rockwood. Yes. It, At Mike's place. It had a similar vibe, actually. The temple. Yes. And uh, for the Bourbon Brethren, where, you know, uh, Mike and I, uh, we built this huge sa- soundstage kind of thing for the band mm-hmm. back in the day and in, in, a, in a barn, mm-hmm. in, in Mike's barn. And, and same thing. This is an old, like ancient barn. Mm-hmm. There, are, I saw pictures pre-renovation. It okay. was a whole, like holes, like yeah. m- massive uh, doorways, you right. know, and and they put a lot of time and effort to create this stage space. Well, and it's not only the stage space, uh, Julia. Uh, uh, you know, so you, you you go on the property, and first of all, tons of parking in the field. So, and then you know, you go up and you pay your membership fee for the year. Five euros. Five euros to be a member of La Machine. And then you uh, walk in, and Didier is just such a cool, calm, fun guy. Yeah, he's really like, like a cool him. cat. You yeah, know? yeah, like a little like reminds me like an like an, an ex hippie or yeah, a, you know, yeah. yeah. Well, it, 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 it. I will say this: the place does have a bit of a commune vibe, but in a good way. Uh-huh. There's a bar. Mm-hmm. How can you how can you go wrong when you like? He even had beer on tap. They had a bar right off the performance venue area and uh, and then there was food 
And then they had uh, tables and seating. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to put this at about 100 people. I think you're right, yeah. 100 people showed up for this uh, last night. And the food was was crazy good. Yep. They made big, big portions of, you know, coconut chicken. There was a vegetarian dish. There was a saucisse dish. Oh. All served with rice and lentils and fresh bread. It was really good. And it, it was very islandy. Like, it had a, a certain spice to it. It had, okay, wait a minute. It had a spice to it. Yeah, it okay. did. It did. <laughs> We're so used to bland food here. It was just a shock to, to eat something that had any spice, and it was delicious. Yeah, yeah I think DJ has some property or some something on the island of La Réunion, which is a, a French island. Something similar. Something similar, I yeah, think. Yeah. And so he probably has borrowed those recipes. Cause yeah, cause it, yeah you're right. It did have a, a almost like a, a jerk, uh, like a, a Jamaican bit, kind of, like, bit, yeah. something like that. But anyway, it was really delicious. And, um, you know, you, everything was so uh, reasonable, you know, like it was eight euros for this massive plate of food. Um, if you want a dessert, it was another euro. Okay. <laughs> Okay, and and to get a glass, two glasses of wine, it was three euros fifty centime. I mean, it was just nobody's out to gouge; they're just out to have a nice time. He's got brand new bathrooms there. It's just a fantastic facility. Took lots of photos, so I will have those up on the Facebook page. And the thing that was the large attraction beyond this great food display and 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 you know wine and beer. Uh, was uh, a show. It was a really, uh, it was a really cool sort of blues folk jazz show uh, with Dana Kurtz and Robert Mache. Mache, like Pepe Mache mm-hmm. from uh, uh, the U.S. The U.S. And you know, this was a this was really professional. The sound was great. The lighting was great. The performances were great. Uh, you know, and, and it, this, very comfortable seating. Uh, it was it was a great atmosphere? Yeah, and I'm hoping if Facebook Meta allows me to include a video along <laughs> with still pictures. <laughs> welcome to 2023. I've had problems doing that in the past, but I have since seen some Facebook posts with both, so I'm going to give it a try because uh, <laughs> I uh, took some video of these two, and it's just she's just. So we had a chat with them before they went on the stage on stage. And you know, I'm just—I was just curious as to okay. First of all, how does how does a, a a pair of you know blues artists from the states make it onto a little tiny venue stage like this of a hundred people? And it's exactly what I thought. So for three or four months of the year, she and Robert uh, just basically she says to her agent, "Okay, let let's go. I'm 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 yours. Take me through Europe." Now she had some success in the Netherlands with a song in 2016, and I think this was sort of the beginning of it for her mm-hmm. because she enjoyed it so much that she thought, "Oh, what the heck?" And she, as, as she said, "This isn't for the money. This is like for some nice food, some relaxing atmosphere, a, a chance to tool around Europe mm-hmm. and and perform." Yeah, like she's been, she's booked. Like she was off to another venue uh, after the show last night. So wow. Yeah, so you know, and I think it's just pure the love of the craft. She she is so soulful, and it's it's so apparent that she loves the whole experience and connecting with the group. And and uh, it was it was a really great night. 
And just a really interesting mix of music. Like everyone was enjoying it. Now, most of the people there didn't understand. It was all in English, but it was great for us. Uh, and there were some cute songs and, and yeah. really, and, and also some very heartfelt songs. So yeah. uh, I've, I've got one that I'm going to try and get up on the Facebook page and then you'll get an idea uh, about these two. And, and Robert just plays amazing. Well, they both play beautiful guitar. Oh, guitar Robert, and then, then mandolin. mandolin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was great. So uh, really a lot of fun. And uh, want to thank DJ and and all of the organizers. There seem to be a lot of volunteers. They're all proudly wearing their La Machine T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, and there were some dogs running around and yeah, kids. Just, yeah, yeah, some kids and dogs. And it's just a really and it was a perfect night. Like we thought it was going to be too hot. It was about 32 yesterday, but by the time everything sort of got cooking, it was around 28, 29. Not a cloud in the sky. Just. Yeah, Just enjoyable. Fantastic. And we got to spend some time with our, our friends Melin and Danielle. So yeah, yeah. So again, bonus. Yeah, and it's 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 always great for me to get out and uh, try and mix my French in. You know, I mean, that's the only way to do it here. That's yes. the only way to it. You know, what, what do they call that in school when you're in immersion? Immersion. That's mm-hmm. it. Got yes. to immerse. Yes. So thanks to everybody at La Machine, and I'm looking forward to now that we're a member. I'm looking forward there to whatever There are more comes. events. I don't know what they are. But you were saying that it's not just music. It's not just music. Sometimes they have lectures. Sometimes they have piano duets. Sometimes they have plays. Uh, so it, I think it's it's all forms of entertainment. Good. Yeah. yeah. So looking forward to that. So we got the Olympics around the corner. A uh, year. Some, some year people away. are looking forward to this. Some people are just like... A lot of the residents of, of Paris are just looking. I think we're going to be inundated next year because they do not want any part of it mm-hmm. and they are going to be bolting. Well, I mean, Paris is one of the most visited cities in the world. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So at an attraction like the Olympics and all of a sudden it's going to be maybe overload. So anybody who's got, you know, property in, in Paris might be thinking of renting their their you know, their apartment out and getting out of town during the Olympics, which are, I think, from July 26th to August 11th. Yeah. So, so that's right now. They'd be, we'd be doing closing ceremonies t- like tomorrow type yes. of thing or today. Yeah. yeah today. Yeah. So the the French Olympic Committee has been very busy. They decided to slash their budget and not build two new stadiums. So the only things that are being built for this Olympic are the the village for the athletes? Mm-hmm. Uh, what about all the barge going down the the river with all the, well, for that, the opening ceremony? Yeah, for the opening ceremony, it's on the Seine. Yeah, um, it'll it, be insane. <laughs> you see what I did there? <clears throat> uh, so you know, uh, and uh, the the whole goal is to try to infuse some life into Seine Saint Denis, which is one of the poorest departments in France. Mm. So a lot of the activity and a lot of the building is going in that in that sector. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So so in terms of the venues for the sports, they're using some of the already established venues like Roland Garros for tennis ah. and boxing. Right? <laughs> They're going to do boxing on ro- on the Somewhere. Clay? I don't oh, okay. know. But they've di- decided yeah. to combine events so that they could limit the amount of expenditure for buildings. So they're actually using the Seine River for one of the swimming events. Oh, oh. They've cleaned it up, apparently. Okay. It's no, I know. It's clean. And after the Olympics, the public can go swimming in the Seine, you know, whenever they want. So that's that's kind of cool. There are activities next to the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is um, you know, tons of, of sports that are being done at Le Stade de France, which is already there in, in, in Saint-Denis. 
Um, and uh, there's events, in, the equestrian events are in Versailles at the Chateau. Oh, that's beautiful. So, you know, it's in Paris and around Paris. And I think they're, they're doing, yeah, they're well, doing it interestingly. See, here, here's something that I think we've learned from many, many, many past Olympics uh-huh. is the abandonment oh, yeah. of the infrastructure of the village and the stadium and all of the other uh, event huh. areas. Oh, yeah. My parents volunteered for the Montreal Olympics. Right. And that Olympic stadium is a white elephant. It well, just... But that, at least that's been used and is still being used. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking about, uh, some of these stadiums, they're, they're literally weeds growing. It's just like abandoned. And there's actually, you can you can, you can can Google it, but you can say photos of abandoned Olympic sites. Right. And boom, you, you, you get, and, and it'll go back in time. Well, this was, you know, 1984 and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it hasn't been used since. And yeah. so this is a very good idea. It's a, it's a yeah. great initiative from. And, the, and they're trying to, once those, the, the new buildings, which are the Aquatic Center and then the uh, Athletes. Okay. Um, village, right. they're going to repurpose that for housing. Mm. Oh, uh, the, I see. The, um, well, the they did that Olympic in Montreal. Village. They did yeah. that in Montreal too. Yeah. I remember that. So that's that's again trying to infuse some life and some some resources into an area that's that needs it. Mm. Uh, a fun fact is there's going to be surfing in the France Olympics. Really. Yes. As a as a demonstrational thing. No, no, no. It, it, there's surfing, and it's going to be held in Tahiti. What? Yeah, Tahiti <laughs> is uh, is is technically part of France, so they were able to um, coordinate this event so that athletes can go to Tahiti and compete. That's crazy. Uh huh. And also new in the twenty twenty four Olympics. Ready for it? Mm. Break dancing. Oh come on! I'm serious. Oh, we got a buddy who's just going to be livid about that. We got a friend here who was in the Montreal Olympics, and he's all about the stronger, faster, right? That's that's yes. what he's about. So yeah. he did. Um, he doesn't like uh, you know like beach volleyball, for instance. Mm-hmm. I happen to love it, um, uh, but uh, the women's. Beach yeah, volleyball. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I just find I just find they're they're, they're, they're the, the the women's volleyball for some reason I think a different uh you know it's a different set of uh skills I find uh-huh. and it's just it's more for but me. But they're wearing too many clothes, well, right? Well, this is a thing yeah. I've I've sent many letters about that. <laughs> no, but yeah, so you know, things like break dancing, boy, Alan's not going to be happy about. That. <laughs> I'm going to have to buckle about that. Yeah. But. So the tickets have gone on sale like they're doing it in they're doing it in stages. Okay. Um, but there will be fan zones, so those are free in in twenty three of the departments in in Paris. Okay. And there are giant screen TVs where you can go watch oh. the Olympic events. And there's only one mayor that decided he didn't want that, and that's in the seventh arrondissement. Why? I don't know. He just didn't want to have a giant screen TV in his department. So oh, or boy. or that many people maybe. I don't know. It's always one. <laughs> yeah. It's always one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And so the uh, the Olympic torch is going to be going all across France starting in May. 
okay. of next year. Yeah, I was wondering about when they when they start that. They start like it's a long time. It starts on on May twenty. Uh, no, well, that's May May ninth. Of course, it's what? a long time what? because they probably you know shut it down for a few days here and there and just <laughs> stick it in a harness and 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 you know close. <laughs> Exceptionally. <laughs> yeah, no. So they start May 9th in uh, the beautiful city of Marseille. Okay. And it travels. It go. It's it's going to a bazillion different... Hope it makes it out of Marseille. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going a, a bunch of different places. And then the, the torch is going to be the closest to us when it's in Toulouse. Oh, okay. It's in Toulouse. Uh, and then it, it, it's also in Bordeaux. But here's an interesting thing. It's going to hop on a plane. And go to the French islands. So it's going to French Guiana, French Polynesia, La Réunion, Guadeloupe, Martinique. I thought, I thought it had to continue to burn the whole time. It, it's, not, it's not lit. Oh. I don't, you don't, I don't think it's lit. What the heck? I, I think it gets lit once it's at its final destination. No, it's supposed to be lit the whole time. And then that's what you use to, to, to light the big one at, oh, the, yeah. at the opening ceremony. Well, I don't know how they're going to do that on a plane then. No, exactly. <laughs> Oh, maybe, you know, maybe it's going to be LED lit or something new, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, but I, I thought it was funny that the torch is, is going to be on, on boats and planes and then wow. hopping back to mainland. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So this is the, I think it's the sixth time that France has an Olympic, both, both uh, they've done three winter, three, oh, know, I see. three summer. Okay. So, uh, you know, it, it seems like it's a popular destination. Well, I think it'll be the most interesting opening ceremonies because it will be happening on the scene and they're going to be barging in the athletes. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be very cool. I'm yeah. looking forward to watching that on TV. Yeah. <laughs> on TV. We're not remotely interested in no. going to, no. No. And you had mentioned at the beginning when you were talking about people abandoning, like there, there will be a lot of people from Paris getting the hell out of town. And then we also heard that they're going to be rent, trying to rent their places out for exorbitant money. Yeah, now, well, what's the latest but there on are, that? But there are rules. There are, yeah. you, you need to notify your mairie, your mayor's office, that you are planning to rent out your, your apartment or your home. And uh, in Paris, you're not allowed to rent out your second home. So if you have two properties, and it's, uh, you can only rent out your primary property unless you get a special form approval yeah. stating that you can what? rent a f- out a form know. here in, in france yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me so what paris has done it you know there's a, a strict enforcement of you can only rent out your primary property for 120 days a, a year a year um and they've been fining people um it used to be you know a, a paltry amount of 500 euros it's now over 30,000 euros if you're found breaking a law. And and not only is or is the owner in, in potential uh, hot water, but so is the platform you, you used if you used one. Like Airbnb. Right. I see. Right. Oh, boy. So you have to be very, very careful because there are strict rules about being able to uh, let mm-hmm. your home well, uh, we will see what happens there. We have uh, friends who are trying to do that, so I'm going to have to find out uh, if that's still cooking for them. Sure. Uh, now, speaking of Olympics yes. and sports, yes, that brings me to the French phrase of the day. Excellent sports. This might be my breakthrough day. Although yeah, I know you've I'm, been doing really well. I'm doing okay. Okay. All right. Now, and thank you again for providing me with the. Uh, with the text, because it always helps. All right, Go here ahead. it goes. Mm-hmm. Dans le sport, seul le talent 
et l'argent font les médailles. Mm. Dans le sport, seul le talent et l'argent font les médailles. So all I'm getting from this is uh, in the world of sport or in sport, mm -hmm. only the talent and the money uh, make the medals. That's right. Is that right? Yeah. It says in sport, only talent and money make medals. Well, there you go. I got it. You got it. I got to say, though, I don't know if I would have without the text. See, this is really helping a lot. So what, what do you think that... that Means. Well, I, I think that, sure, you, you the, at the base, you have to have a talented athlete, but money is it drives the whole endeavor. Mm -hmm. So the more money it, that's put into training, facilities, payola, whatever, mm -hmm. um, the more you have a chance of winning uh, a medal. And I know, and I don't know if this is the same uh, as it used to be, but... It, My understanding of American Olympic sports was it used to be completely privately funded. Hmm. I don't know if that's the case anymore, uh, where governments have stepped in in other areas like Canada. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it used to be that uh, U.S. Olympic teams were completely Private. funded privately, which I find hmm. interesting. Speaking of Olympic teams, just recently uh, it was announced that Russia and Belarus will not receive an, an invitation. Nor should they. And you know what? Here's the one thing. And, and this is where I make a delineation on athletes uh, with respect to having them either play or not play. So I, I know last year at Wimbledon, they didn't allow Russian players to play. Mm -hmm. I didn't agree with that because mm -hmm. you're not... You're there as a player. You're not there representing your country. Right. You, you just happen to be from Russia, but you're playing tennis and you're playing as an individual. So I didn't agree with that move there. But I completely 100% agree with banning athletes who are representing, who are there to represent their country. It's Yeah, yeah there are 200 countries that are being uh, invited and um, they're not going to be receiving an invitation. Uh, now, athletes who hold... Uh, a Russian or Belarusian is that is, yeah, is it Belarusian? That's right. Yeah, I believe. Uh, passport will be allowed to compete as individuals. Oh, not representing their country. I see. So if they if they can, and I don't know how they would make it there. I mean, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. But if they can make it there as an individual, right. They will be allowed to compete. Now that has caused a little bit of an, a problem for the Ukraine. There, it's it's not. It's not sure that they're that they want to participate if they allow even. Yeah, like it would be like say Medvedev in mm -hmm. tennis, for mm -hmm. instance. I mean, he'd easily be able to make it. Mm -hmm. Yes, right. So uh, there, there's some talk that they might boycott, um, but we'll we'll see how it goes as we get closer to the mm -hmm. event. Oh man, that's a tough one. Boy, yeah. that is a, that is a tough one, and I I I, I, I get both sides of that story. I really do. <laughs> that is tough. Um, Well, that's a good French phrase of the day. And um, before we uh, wrap up today, just a couple of, uh, we had a couple of very- We had a rough week. Frustrating stories for you and experiences. I mean, they're first world problems, but it just, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's just, it, we just seem to get ganged up on uh, when it comes to certain things. So we had a, a function here at the house on Sunday, which required- booze so we have had <laughs> had a service that we used and um 
we set the we honestly we ordered this stuff on like Monday of that week or right. Tuesday. Right, for a Saturday delivery. For a Saturday delivery. And on Saturday, uh they sent us our window between eleven and one. Uh-huh. And then what happened? And then so one o'clock rolls around and, and nothing. So I get a phone call and they say, Sorry, we can't come today. And and I go, Why? Oh, it goes cause cause the driver's new. And I go, oh, okay, but we ordered this like five days ago and you, there should have been some planning and, you know, can't you deliver it? We have a function tomorrow. And they said, no. Oh, désolé. Désolé, we can't do it. Uh, so we'll see you on Monday. And so on Monday, I get a... a so, but but uh, wait a minute, that uh-huh. <clears throat> that also throws chaos into our day. Oh, yeah, that's Because right. we're trying to get ready for the function. And instead now, I got to go and buy booze Oh, during the off during the hours that they are open and just kind of threw me for a loop. Yeah, it's, so, but it, look, we, we made it happen. And then we, we decided that we were not going to accept the, the well, order, right? Well, then Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday we get another window. Yeah. And the window goes by. This time, I get no phone call. Yeah. And so we decide to cancel the order. And not only that, uh, I canceled the service. Right. And two, that, that was Monday. Tuesday rolls around, and we're minding our own, our own business. It's now a week after the order. Yeah. And all of a sudden, bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> bing bong. We've got the loudest bell <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And I told him, and I, this is where I thought I would, did very well with my French. Mm-hmm. What did I say? Nous allons annuler le commande, whatever. We will cancel the order. Yeah. And, and then uh, we wrote on, on the delivery sheet, trop tard. It was too late. Too late. Yeah. And then I sent them a note, had it translated on, in Word, and I just said, we're canceling the order and we're canceling your service. If you're going to use... And then they, they sent me a note back, oh, uh, uh, Krona Post didn't have uh, your complete address. It's the same address where they've delivered before. Well, here's the other thing. They have my phone number. Yeah. And I get, you know, whenever we get things delivered, um, you know, one... Yeah. I would say one time out of two, I get a phone call with someone who needs directions. So if you can't find the place, you call the person right. and, and you get directions and then you you're complete a deli- the delivery. You're a delivery service. You have <laughs> one job. Find the house. And it's not like 1922. You got every means under the sun. Google Earth. You've got every means under the sun to yeah. try and find. You know, you have one little job. Anyway. Yeah. That's that, you know. I know. C'est fini pour eux. Yeah. Bye bye. Find another service. <laughs> yeah. And then you yeah. had you well, had some issues. Yeah. So just I had a, a regular medical test that I did at my general practitioner's office. Um, so you know, any there are three tests that the government, um, the medical system, um, requires you or sends. Urges you, didn't Urges you uh, to do, you know, for for three different screenings of potential cancer. So I was at my doctor's office, and uh, everything was great. Did did the test, but then I she our doctor told me that I should go and bring it to the laboratory. Now, have you ever heard of anything like that in your life? Oh, here's your sample. Uh, you deliver it to the to you, the lab. Off you go then. So I we did what we were told. We 
Jeff, you drove me. I went to the lab. I brought it to the, uh-huh. and the woman looks at me as if I had three heads. Like it's like, what, <laughs> what, are, you, what are you doing? What is this package? <laughs> and I go, well, my doctor said to bring it here, and they said, didn't you receive an envelope with what the government sent you? And I said, yeah, here it is. She goes, you're supposed to put it in the envelope and then mail it. So it's a bag with a, you know, a container, and it's going in this tiny little envelope. Yeah. It, it, the, first of all, the, the envelope is too small. And when I got to the post office, there the, there's a weight limit on free postage. <laughs> so, you know, it was... T- oh, there was a, it was a huge kerfuffle. Yeah, there, there, three of them. Three, three of them were there. What, what, do we, what do we do? And we're, ta- we're talking about... Uh, I, I, what is, we're talking about under 10 grams difference. So we're talking about pennies here. We're talking about pennies. <laughs> and finally, this young guy comes up. He goes, you know, you're not supposed to pay for this. This is, uh, you know, required by the government. So let's send it and let them pay for it. And I went right on. <laughs> yeah, right on. It's just, here's my worry. We're, we're never going to hear from anyone regarding that test uh, because uh, it didn't have enough postage. I just throw it in the basket and don't even tell you <laughs> that it didn't get accepted. You know, who knows? But uh, We'll see. We'll oh, see. So the story man. goes. But it's in the mail now. Yeah. We, we, we were their mule. <laughs> I don't understand. Sample mules. There's a lot of miscommunication there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, hey, welcome to our lives. That's why we have this podcast, so that we can <laughs> dump all this stuff on you. Uh, for next week's show, we are going to do something very French. We're not going to have one. <laughs> Fermeture exceptionnelle. We, oui, no reason, just exceptionally closed, summer hours, bank holiday, no show for you, désolé. Au revoir. <laughs> A plus tard.